This is Space Time Series 25, Episode 109, for broadcast on the 14th of October 2022. Coming up on Space Time, something appears to have dropped off the Mars helicopter in mid-flight, testing completed on the new SWAT spacecraft, and Russia says it'll delay its departure from the International Space Station, at least for now. All that and more coming up on Space Time. Welcome to Space Time with Stuart Gary. NASA have detected something falling off their Mars Ingenuity helicopter during its latest test flight on the surface of the Red Planet. Mission managers believe the object was probably just a small piece of foreign debris. It was seen dropping away in footage from the Mars helicopter's NavCam navigation camera during a portion of its 33rd flight above the Martian surface. Operators say there's nothing visible in the NavCam footage from the previous flight. The foreign object debris, or FOD as they're calling it, was spotted in vision from the earliest frames of Flight 33 to approximately halfway through the video when it fell away from the leg and then slowly drifted back down to the Martian surface. All telemetry from the flight, as well as post-flight search and transfer, appear to be nominal and they're showing no indication of any vehicle damage. Ingenuity and the Perseverance Mars 2020 teams are now working to determine exactly what it was. The Mars Ingenuity helicopter landed on the red planet's Jezero crater back in February 2021, attached to the underbelly of the car-sized six-wheeled Mars Perseverance rover. The 1.8-kilogram tissue box-sized rotocopter is being used to scout ahead of the rover, searching for interesting geological features and the best ways of getting there. Overall, the mission is searching for signs of ancient microbial life, past or present, on the surface of the red planet. They're collecting rock, dust and regolith for a sample return mission to Earth. Recently, the pair began the long climb to the top of the main feature in Jezero Crater, a large, ancient, dried-up river delta, which should be packed with sediments washed down from further upstream and which will hold interesting mineral deposits and maybe even evidence of past life. That's if it ever existed on the Red Planet. This is space-time. Still to come... The SWAT satellite completes its testing phase, and Russia says it now wants to delay its departure from the International Space Station, at least for now. All that and more still to come on Space Time. The new Joint American and French Surface Water and Ocean Topography, or SWAT spacecraft, has now passed its final pre-flight tests and is now almost ready for its launch into space in December. SWAT will undertake the most complete global survey ever of Earth's surface water, observing the fine details of the ocean's surface topography and measuring how terrestrial surface bodies change over time. All past satellite missions, such as the Jason series altimeters, Topex Poseidon and Jason's 1, 2 and 3, have all provided variation in river and lake water surface elevations at selected locations. SWAT will provide the first truly global observations of changing water levels, including river and lake flooding. 
A new spacecraft uses a first-of-its-kind in space KA-band radar interferometer, which uses twin radar antennas mounted on mechanical arms. Once in orbit, these arms will unfurl from opposite sides of the spacecraft, eventually extending the antennas to almost 10 metres apart. See, just as the space between your eyes helps you to judge depth better, the space between the KA-band radar interferometers to antennas will help the SWAT spacecraft reveal more details about the Earth's water. SWAT includes technology not just from NASA and the French space agency CNES, but also from the United Kingdom and Canadian space agencies. But to be certified as space-worthy, the probe's undergone weeks of harsh treatment. It's been strapped to a big table and then shaken hard to simulate the pounding of a rocket launch. It's been bombarded with louder noise than a stadium concert. And it's been frozen, baked and irradiated in a vacuum chamber that simulates the extremes of space. And after successfully completing all these tests, it's now ready for launch. This report from NASA TV. So for me, SWAT is water. SWAT is precision. In one word, I would describe SWAT as beautiful. SWAT stands for Surface, Water and Ocean Topography. SWAT will be observing the elevation of water surface in the ocean, on the land. The water surface height will allow us to assess the water storage in lakes and stream flow of rivers. Our water is one of our precious resources. SWAT is unique because it is the first global view of our ever-changing water supply on Earth. SWAT's main instrument is called CAIRN, which is the K-Band Radar Interferometer. CAIRN is what sets apart SWAT from other missions. It's a unique instrument that we're flying for the first time. The CAIRN instrument uses the two antennas, which are spread out on either side of the spacecraft, in order to bounce signals off of both of those to get a much larger view of the surface. And being able to do it in very high resolution, higher accuracy, and also a wide swath so that we're able to measure large tracks over the Earth in a relatively small amount of time. SWAT is a Pathfinder mission using new technology to address transformative questions on climate change and its impact on our environment. We're collaborating with CNES, the French Space Agency, for these programs, but we're also helping the global community to be able to contribute and collaborate towards making our home planet a better place. SWAT will make our models better and our understanding the water budget helps us be able to steward that precious resource. If water is out of balance, we could face droughts and it could also lead to floods. SWAT is going to be observing water in oceans and ocean science is essential for understanding sea level rise and climate change. Now we are facing a time that we need to be very precise. Therefore, we can accurately predict what will happen in our coastal cities 50 years from now. Understanding that it is a finite source and we can't rely on that forever is something that's really important. I'm just so excited and can't wait to see how it impacts the lives of others. Without really understanding the Earth, we cannot protect it because we know that the missions that we work on are going to have an impact on our children and our grandchildren. And in that report from NASA TV, we heard from SWAT project scientist Lee Fyung Fu, SWAT mechanical engineer Phoebe Rhodes Wickett, Korean instrument systems engineer Eva Perel, 
and SWAT Project Manager Harang Vaze. This is Space Time. Still to come, Russia's on-again, off-again plan to leave the International Space Station is off again, at least for now. And later in the science report, a new study shows that your dog can smell changes in your breath and sweat caused by stress. All that and more still to come on Space Time. Russia's on-again, off-again plan to leave the International Space Station appears to be off-again, at least for now. Relations between Moscow and the West are at rock bottom ever since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The European Space Agency cancelled all cooperation with Moscow, including any use of Russian rockets and postponement of the joint Russian-European ExoMars mission to the Red Planet. That should have launched about now. Russia's responded by stopping all cooperation with the joint European-Russian Spectre Space Telescope and cutting off supply of Russian rocket motors and support crews to the United Launch Alliance. The sabotage of the Nord Stream gas pipelines by agents suspected of working for the United States, effectively cutting off a major source of Russian funding, and Russia's annexation of four eastern Ukrainian provinces has further intensified relations. Now, reports of a Russian train loaded with tactical nuclear weapons heading for the battlefront and speculation that any nuclear attack by the Kremlin would result in an immediate NATO mass missile attack striking all known Russian forces in Ukraine, as well as the sinking of Russia's entire Black Sea fleet, is only further deepening the crisis. The worsening relations saw the Russian Federal Space Agency Roscosmos repeatedly say it was going to leave the International Space Station partnership as soon as possible. The only sticking point being the construction of the first new module of its own space station. Russia had repeatedly stated it was planning to leave the ISS sometime after 2024. However, Sergei Krikali, who's head of Russia's human spaceflight programs, now says the agency started to discuss extending participation in the International Space Station program with Moscow and hoped to eventually have permission to continue. Krikali admits building the new space station modules isn't happening very quickly, so staying as part of the International Space Station would be preferable at least until the new Russian space station's in orbit. His remarks came during a NASA press conference ahead of the launch of the new NASA SpaceX Crew-5 mission to the space station, which includes a Russian cosmonaut. And that followed last month's launch of an American astronaut bound for the space station aboard a Russian Soyuz flight. So, it seems the International Space Station is one of the very few remaining areas of cooperation which has survived the growing tensions between the West and Russia since Moscow's invasion of Ukraine in February. Australia's sole local manufacturer of solid rocket fuel has announced that it's now begun testing a missile launch pod as part of a plan to develop an Australian sovereign missile capability. Queensland's Black Sky Aerospace has begun testing the new locally developed missile launch pod as part of plans for a new missile system. The company, which manufactures launch vehicles, solid rocket motors, tactical boosters, common-use boosters and solid rocket fuel propellant, says it was inspired by the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. 
Black Sky Aerospace Chief Executive Blake Nikolic says the company began testing rockets with integrated guidance systems earlier this year and is now ready to begin development of a full missile system. He says Black Sky was driven to develop the system after analysing the Ukrainian battlefield and seeing the need for a light, portable and versatile missile system. This is Space Time. And time now to take another brief look at some of the other stories making news in science this week with a science report. A new study has found that around half of all global cancer deaths, some 4.45 million in total, are due to just 34 key cancer risks, with smoking, alcohol use and high body mass index being the leading causes. The findings reported in the Lancet Medical Journal looked at the behavioural, environmental, occupational and metabolic risk factors contributing to the cancer burden. The study found that global cancer deaths due to these risk factors increased by an estimated 20.4% from 2010 to 2019. Lockheed Martin has delivered a new 300 kilowatt class tactical laser to the US Department of Defence. The company were able to increase the power and efficiency of its continuous wave spectral beam combined high-energy laser architecture while at the same time reducing its size and weight. Both China and Russia have developed their own directed energy weapons. China using theirs on Indian troops during recent border skirmishes in the Himalayan mountains, while Russia's reported to have been testing something similar using infrasound on American diplomats in Havana. A new study has shown that your dog can smell changes in your breath and sweat caused by stress. The findings reported in the journal PLOS One shows that man's best friend has an impressive stress spotting accuracy of 93.75%. The authors collected samples of breath and sweat from people both before and after a fast-paced math problem along with self-reported stress levels and measurements of heart rate and blood pressure. Some 36 people reported finding the task stressful and showed increases in both heart rate and blood pressure. So their samples were presented to dogs trained to match odours. The dogs were asked to pick out the stress samples from a lineup which also included non-stress samples from the same person. The clever canines picked accurately 675 out of 720 trials. That's a hit rate of 93.75%. And all they wanted to know was who's a good boy. Well, it looks like the Sydney Morning Herald and the Age newspapers are celebrating the 20th anniversary of their infamous magic water story by doing it all again. Back in 2002, the Sydney Morning Herald astounded the world with a 4,000-word feature article on what they claimed was a special wonder water which could combat arthritis, fatigue and osteoporosis. Of course, there was no scientific clinical trials to support any of these magic water claims, but it's the Sydney Morning Herald, so why let the facts get in the way of a good story? Anyway, now the Sydney Morning Herald and Age newspapers have done it all again, this time with Joanna Weber's article on life-affirming structured water. Weber's article talks about how structured water is natural, flowing in streams, rivers and waterfalls, you know, just like normal water. 
And Weber's article goes on to say that there are many, many health benefits from drinking structured water, such as improved hydration and uptake of minerals, increased oxygenation, reduced inflammation, and the elimination of foreign and toxic pollutants. You know, just like normal water. Tim Mendham from Australian Skeptics says it's all pseudoscientific babble and the Sydney Morning Herald have now been forced to retract the article. Yeah, there's all sorts of water which are infused with various energies. There's one which is a happy water to make you happy, all sorts of things. This is something called, uh, the latest one is structured water, which has the ability to cure all sorts of pathogens and minimise mould and fungi and doubles the refrigerated time of raw milk and all this sort of stuff. And basically it's a system which looks like two soft drinks bottles connected by a screw-on neck about an inch or two long. Between the two bottles, you fill up one bottle with your tap water, spin it round in a vortex, which looks quite nice, and then as it drips through a supposed filter or something between in this neck between the two uh, bottles, it transfers it or changes it, its molecular structure to structured water. It has various other, uh, or restructured water anyway, which has various sort of other names for it. And it's supposed to have all these curative and uh, medicinal properties because of that, because of that simple process. It's going to set you back about $450, oh, maybe. Really? Yeah, these, <laughs> yes, I know, I know. Or you, can, you don't have to have to, you buy the set. You can buy the water. Oh, right, you can buy the which water. Which costs you the same amount of money, I should say. And are but, people uh, falling for this? Uh, apparently, I don't know. It's been hard to tell because uh, I don't know how well it's selling, I must admit. It was promoted in a, in a newspaper, mainstream newspaper, recently, saying it has a, a very credulous sort of report that, that just basically said what the fellow who's selling it says without even asking any questions. And certainly, after it was published, a lot of people asked questions, called it snake oil. The water structure, water can get different structures. There are uh, different phases, yes, but that, yeah. that's not what they're talking about here. And different no, phases no, well, of water these... doesn't change its molecular composition. Yeah, well, this is supposed to change its sort of crystal structure, I think, from uh, pentagonal to hexagonal. So I think it's um, a very dodgy product. Uh, the guy who's promoting it is also a water diviner. In fact, he was voted New South Wales Water Diviner of the Year. How year so ago. Yes, absolutely. The reporter didn't tell her publication that she had a job, which was PR for the guy who's selling the water. The reporter didn't uh, bother declaring a conflict of interest because she was doing a PR for the same company. So, yes, it was a puff piece. It was a credulous puff piece. It was uh, pseudoscience puff piece and uh, it really it's got to be uh, a contender for the Ben Spoon, the ben Spoon. Award, surely. Absolutely, it is a Ben Spoon. We're actually working on a nomination at the moment, actually. That's Tim Mendham from Australian Skeptics. And that's the show for now. Spacetime is available every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday through Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Acast, Amazon Music, Bytes.com, SoundCloud, YouTube, your favorite podcast download provider, and from SpacetimeWithStuartGary.com. Spacetime's also broadcast through the National Science Foundation on Science Zone Radio and on both iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio. And you can help to support our show by visiting the Spacetime store for a range of promotional merchandising goodies. Or by becoming a Spacetime patron, which gives you access to triple episode commercial free versions of the show, as well as lots of bonus audio content which doesn't go to air, access to our exclusive Facebook group and other rewards. Just go to spacetimewithstuartgary.com for full details. 
And if you want more space time, please check out our blog where you'll find all the stuff we couldn't fit in the show, as well as heaps of images, news stories, loads of videos, and things on the web I find interesting or amusing. Just go to spacetimewithstuartgary.tumblr.com. That's all one word, and that's Tumblr without the E. You can also follow us through at Stuart Gary on Twitter, at Spacetime with Stuart Gary on Instagram, through our Spacetime YouTube channel, and on Facebook, just go to facebook.com forward slash Spacetime with Stuart Gary. And Spacetime is brought to you in collaboration with Australian Sky and Telescope magazine, your window on the universe. You've been listening to Spacetime with Stuart Gary. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. 